0: And that's the beautiful thing about our Catholic faith, that when you conform yourself to a celebrity or to one of us, right, you lose yourself. Sure. But what Christ wants in losing yourself to be conformed to him, you actually gain yourself back, who you truly are called to be. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to another wonderful if not heroic episode of Every Needs Shop Al. My name is Michael Gormley, and I'm joined by my co-host, The Rock. Dave Rock of the Church, Van Vickle.
1: Move over Saint Peter. Okay, don't, don't say move over Saint Peter. All right. That's a little much. Uh I'm excited about this episode because we're kind of taking a turn here, right? We're gonna do we're gonna do some listener follow-up stuff here and talk about some reviews and some questions that we've gotten by email and different people talking to us, which is exciting because you know, what we wanted all along was to create a community of evangelists, a movement of evangelists around this podcast. Uh, And also, we're just going to do like quick takes on things going on in the church and how they relate to uh, to evangelization, some good things, some bad things. And I think it's going to be it's going to be fun to just, you know, catch up on this stuff between the two of us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And before we start that, we're going to go through a little bit of feedback uh, that we got from y'all um about our show i want to say keep it coming you can email dave and i one email address goes to the both of us every knees shall bow at ascensionpress.com now we're going to shorten that probably to uh (laughs) eksb for every knee shall bow but i just want you to know every knee shall bow that email goes to both of us Um, we had a little bit of issues with it, but it's all cleared up now. And so if you want to learn a little bit more, you have questions about us or, you know, you want us to follow up with something, or you want to invite us out to give a talk or one of us to give a talk, we are more (laughs) than willing to say yes, 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 dear God. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but here's some of the feedback that we got from iTunes. Now, if you're not familiar, iTunes is the grand repository of all podcast links.
1: It's why we're always begging you to, to give us reviews,
0: right? Because that's, that's so important. We have 123 reviews and ratings and uh, 116 of them are five stars. So y'all rock. You go on iTunes, you go to podcasts, you go to store, you search for us. It's, it's a little complicated, but it works. If you have the iTunes or the uh, podcast app on your iPhone from Apple, then you just, you can do it in within that app. But here's uh, here's a great one that we got from, uh, from a priest. Thanks men, as vicar for evangelization of my diocese, I am inspired by the practical application of helping Catholics to evangelize, I have already applied your five principles in your first podcast to the small parish I am pastor of as well with some great results. Keep up the inspirational work father p j t nice uh
1: keep keep it going father that's awesome yeah and uh yeah, we're going to try and keep bringing you those practical tips so that uh people can can be you know going out immediately and starting. What else do we got?
0: Yeah, we got one more. I'm just going to read. I mean, there's 123 I could read, but I'm not going to. As I struggle to find my place in the body of Christ, the one thing I know and stirs my soul more than anything is sharing the gospel and evangelizing all whom God puts before me. This show is as if God were answering my prayers.
1: Oh, wow. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's intense. Uh, It gives you practically a step-by-step way of preparing you to spread the good news. I'm so excited to listen to the next episode so that I too can be prepared to help others be prepared also. I like that. So it's not just that they are going to be prepared to evangelize. They're going to help equip others to be prepared.
1: Right. That's awesome. Right. And yeah, we got to do that. We have to start a, an army of, an evangel- of evangelists. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. I got a few questions for, uh, for this kind of stuff. So, yeah. so, one, so one of the questions was, can you please do an episode about evangelizing at work? Okay. And I think like, of course, we're going to do that. Absolutely. We'll do that. What I want to do is find someone who does it really successfully because Gomer and I are professional Catholics, right? We, we when we evangelize at work, we're literally doing our job. But a few of the things that I would say right off the bat is your just witness in secular things goes a long way, right? Like if you are working hard at work, it goes a long way to build trust. And what happens is a lot of times these people kind of float under the radar, and people really respect you, and and they really respect your work ethic and the way you deal with people and the way you deal with relationships. And then if they find out that you're a Christian, it can be a huge trust builder at that point, right? Uh, and also just real easy ways to introduce your faith at the office, making the sign of the cross, you know, things like that uh, are just real simple, easy ways. But we will definitely plan an episode uh, down the line about how to evangelize in the workplace and what to do and and how to you know how to play that game. The other the other question I got was uh you know the charisma it it see, like they said it seems like you know it's easy for like a priest or a speaker to just give the charisma but what about somebody in your home you know what about someone uh who you work with and uh yeah I'd love to get your thoughts Gomer but my my initial thought is First, that you break it up completely and you become so comfortable with it yourself that you know, you know, and you're ready for those times of life when the different steps of the charisma uh, can can kind of jump out at you as a moment of evangelization, okay? So that you're ready in your conversations. The other thing I would say is uh, once again, Sherry Waddell coming to the rescue and Catherine Coolidge out at the Siena Institute and Bobby Vidal, of course. Uh, they have this thing called Ananias training, and it is fantastic. It's I am more excited about Ananias training than I and almost anything in the church right now um, because it literally, uh, I mean, it has changed everything for me with evangelization. Keep in mind, I've been doing this for 20 years. Wow. Uh, this, it, they, they walk through, you know, these are the questions a person starts to ask when they're ready for this part of the kerygma. These are the questions a person, start, you know, this is when you know if this person's ready for this part of the kerygma. And so it's all about this, that one-on-one accompaniment, and it's, it's amazing. So uh, take a look at that. It's, it's available from the Siena, the Catherine of Siena Institute, um, uh, Sherry Waddell's uh, uh, think tank up there. so
0: Yeah, the, the beautiful thing about evangelizing your family is that you have an in which is your love for them, Yep. Uh, that love will quickly grow cold if they think, and we, we say this all the time, but it really is true, and that's why it bears repeating, that love grows cold when they feel like a project. Now, talking about the things that matter most to you doesn't mean you're turning them into a project, but the, it, the attitude has to be fundamentally, I want them to know the love of God, not I want to convert them. Because you, this is the whole point of The Soul of the Apostle and other wonderful books like that, you and I don't do the converting. So we need to take a deep breath, chill out, and realize that the spirit is the one who moves in his good time and his good pleasure, right? It's not up to us. And so even preaching the gospel is not, uh, it's not like a a, a robotic thing where I flip a switch called the charisma, and therefore they have faith it is something that is endured within the context of a relationship and love and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, so one of the, I mean, I don't know about you, but I realize what unbelievers felt when they were targeted by believers. Totally, yeah. I I, I finally understood this because my, uh, let's say a person in my life belongs to this really obscure Catholic, like, end times prophecy, the world is going to end stuff. And every time I would see them, they'd be like, Every news headline, see the end is coming. This is why you need to do this, and I'm like, oh my gosh, keep your keep your faith to yourself. You know? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, oh like yeah, I felt like what, what the stereotype of what you hear, you know. And so I realized yeah. if I'm just trying to win more people to my side instead of uh, focusing on letting the love of God enter into these people's hearts and let them know and let God do things, it just changes the way you approach right. these things. But it actually gives you a greater desire to do them, not a lesser right. desire. Okay, I got, I got one more question that's
1: kind of important. And actually, it's complicated. So I'm going to throw this completely on you, Gomer. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put you right on the spot here. Uh, a person said that they have a neighbor who's Jewish. And, uh, you know, they've been growing in this relationship. And they really, really, really want to start to introduce them to Jesus. Uh, but they read somewhere that Catholics are not supposed to evangelize the Jews. And, uh, and I know that this is kind of a common thought for people. They, they're confused about this whole deal. What is the relationship
0: between evangelization and the Jewish people? Yeah, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Okay? Now, we do believe that um, in a very real way, the Old Testament fathers, patriarchs, saints, you know, heroes, all those people mentioned in the book of Hebrews that uh, the author uses to stir up Christian faith to follow Christ, that there was an anticipatory faith that these patriarchs of the past had in Jesus Christ. Um, we know that the early church was entirely and exclusively Jewish. Um, we also know that a significant amount of Jewish people at the time of Christ and the apostles rejected the messianic claims of Jesus. So what we would say is they, uh, the Jewish people today what is the inheritance of what we call rabbinical Judaism or uh, whose ancestors were the Pharisees, right? So they are teachers, not priests. Um, so what we would say today is, uh, you know, with Saint Paul, the gift and the call and the covenants that belong to the Jewish people are not revocable. At the same time, you so th- so that means there is an inherent dignity within the Jewish religion that you do not find anywhere else. They are our forefathers and foremothers in the faith, and so we have to acknowledge that and that if God is going to willing to work for their salvation, it is through Jesus uh that that he's that someone is saved but i would say that all are called to bend the knee to jesus christ every head shall bow uh every knee will bend um to jesus christ so why why avoid it now what we're avoiding is the terrible tyranny of continental european history of evangelizing the jews which is forced baptisms ghettoization within cities when catholics and protestants controlled cities you know you have all this horrific background and that's what they're trying to avoid um a lot of times as catholics here in america we don't have that prehistory as specific we didn't have ghettos where jews were literally imprisoned within a city and so we don't think of that uh specifically and so my my whole thing with that is a proselytization of the jews right the 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 forced – um I, I don't – one of my big problems is a lot of people are scared of evangelizing after Vatican II because they're afraid of proselytizing people. Right. Oh, no, right. proselytizing. I don't think people understand what that means. Right. And in reality, it's just proposing the love of God through Jesus Christ to people. So, yes, you should absolutely evangelize your Jewish neighbor, but you do it in a way that respects the fact that their religion is true. Right? right? It's not a false religion, a paganism that we're trying to break them from, like me and my friendly neo-pagan in the prison system. What we are trying to do is show how the fulfillment of Old Testament longings and hopes is the person of Jesus Christ. A really good book for this might be How God Became King by uh, Anglican philosopher N.T. Wright. He kind of paints a really good picture of why, why Jesus in the four gospels is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. And uh yeah, so that could be a place. Good answer, Gomer. I'm glad I didn't have to
1: do that. Gosh, that was like
0: a 20-minute answer. Yes, yeah.
1: sorry. <laughs> no, that was good. Gomer, what are you excited about going on in evangelization in the church in America today?
0: All right, this is gonna sound weird, but I am excited at the response of the terrible, terrible scandal. Oh a lot of people, um, not just since Vatican II, but Catholics in general in America only evangelize, quote unquote, through uh, basically, reproduction and immigration. The church is huge because of those two things it 's not big right. because we talk about our faith with right. other people and so what I feel like is right now with the hemorrhaging of people out of the Catholic Church um, and with this the collapse of the of the clergy i mean the scandal if people follow the scandal closely. The, the terrible thing right now is the cover-ups by the bishops right, right. and the cardinals being involved in these things. That is so horrific right. to the laity. Like we thought, we thought these were just like a handful of miscreant priests. And then you find out that the cover-up is extensive. Right. Um, and even being committed by, you know, cardinals and bishops and whatnot. So what I think it's done is it's set a fire... In the laity, yeah, to realize their baptismal call and the Code of Canon Laws call for them to proclaim the kingdom, right? And for them to start living the kingdom. Now, some might there might be some anti clerical stuff, which is just nonsense, but at the heart of it, I think there is this resurgence. So, you have all these. This is, as Archbishop Fulton Sheen said, the age of the laity, Right. right? This is the time when we recover our not just our place in the church, but we recover our mission, our vocation within the Holy Mother Church. And so this is the beautiful thing going on. There are so many now reform movements, renewal movements, evangelization opportunities. Um, one of the things that I always get excited about as an American is when someone builds a business around evangelization, meaning all these nonprofits in the Catholic Church we call movements, lay movements that are happening just for evangelization. Like our buddies at St. Paul Street Evangelization right. or NET right. or Totus Tuus, all of these organizations that are framed around proposing the basic gospel message, accompanying people, loving people where they're at, working within the Catholic paradigm. I love it. That's awesome. I'll tell you,
1: I agree with you a hundred percent that the response has been I, I'm I'm very pleased with it. I'm absolutely very pleased with it. It just continually shows us the need for holiness. You know, we're just continually needing renewal in the church. We just constantly yeah. and I think, you know, uh, the the mistake would be for more programs and processes to, to think that that's going to change things. You know, the answer is saints.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, the answer is a silver bullet that I've invented and will sell to you for 99 99. (laughs) There's no such thing as the new evangelization, unless we're making money off the new evangelization. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Like very specifically, like the call to go out, even this podcast is just a reflection of this, Heartfelt need to get people realizing that holiness is the key to evangelization. I mean, it really is. It's it's not something other than my personal commitment to living a life that conforms my heart and soul and mind to Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. The image of the invisible God, I made in the image and likeness of God. Jesus Christ wants to transform me every single day into him. But because he's God, me transforming myself into him or conforming to him means I become more fully myself. And that's the beautiful thing about our Catholic faith that when you conform yourself to a celebrity or to one of us, right, you lose yourself. Sure. But what Christ wants in losing yourself to be conformed to him, you actually gain yourself back, who you truly are called to be. And so uh, woven within all of this, all of the the scandal of the church and the renewal efforts of the church is this persistent hound of heaven call to yeah absolutely Holiness. amen hey so why don't we take a, look, a quick break right now how do you think about that are you, you okay with that dave yeah sounds good yeah yeah so we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna dive more into these great renewal and reform movements within the heart of the church and just give some hot takes just some quick quick uh, rapid fire things about what's going on in the church so that you can be better equipped Uh, to maybe partner with these organizations and just understand them a little bit better. Uh, So again, you can write us an iTunes review, go into iTunes, write us a review, give us five stars because that's what Jesus would want you to do. Um, Or you can email us at everyneedschabow at ascensionpress.com. And we're back, David. Davy. you're the <laughs> the captain of this ship. This episode, uh, why, why don't you? Uh, we're gonna do some
1: quick takes. Yeah, okay. So I'll give you I'll give you some quick takes. So believe it or not, I last night I started my first Alpha process. Okay, Alpha for Catholics. Uh, the new parish I'm working at, they run Alpha. In the past, I've used Discovering Christ. I've used the Life in the Spirit seminar. I've made my own Kerygma series. This is my first time to do the Alpha process, and I'm gonna be highly critical right of it on the show in, in a good way right i'm going to tell you exactly what i think about it as i go through the process but i have to say the first night i i'm hooked i really loved i really like Nikki Gumble a lot he is compelling he you just want to watch this guy so i mean okay so what what is alpha what is alpha alpha is a series it's a video series okay uh that proclaims the basic gospel message it's 12 weeks long you're supposed to have a dinner with it. There's discussion that goes along in this process, and it is uh, exploding right now in the church. Yeah. It is a it's it's from an Anglican preacher. I think he's Anglican, yeah, he uh, preacher uh, who's very evangelical. Uh, his name's Nikki Gumble. And then at one point, Catholics started to use it, and now they have Alpha for Catholics. Father Mesa has gotten involved, the preacher to the papal household, and he does some of the episodes, I believe, for the for Alpha for Catholics. Um, and it's it's all very very well done. I mean, the videos are excellent. Yeah. But most of all, that Nikki Gumbel, he is
0: he is uh, he, he has a magnetic personality. He really and, does. And he knows how to speak oh, to yeah. an agnostic right. atheist searching seeking audience. One hundred percent.
1: Right. Right. If anything, it's almost too polished. It, no. Well, no. It no. It's almost too. Uh, how do I say this? Good for like, the culture at large. So, like, I think probably most of the people at our parish maybe haven't wrestled with the gospel message, but they're certainly not in the place where Alpha is meant for, right? Like, okay. they're not atheists. Okay. They're not antagonistic yeah. to the gospel. And that is what Alpha kind of claims to be is, like, if you have no relationship with God at all, if you've always wondered, this is this is the thing for you, and they do a very good job of it, at least from the first episode. Yeah. Again, I'll be highly critical as we move, but I'm excited about it. I really am,
0: Yeah. you know. Yeah. So at my parish, we just finished our first semester with Alpha. We have one man seeking baptism and two others inquiring cool. about it. And this man's been married to a Catholic for a long time and all this stuff. Right. So the, it has a certain catalytic quality to it, where people are like, I want to follow Christ at the end. And, um, but uh, I just want to prepare you or, or maybe I'll start by asking you a question. Have you gotten the angry emails from parishioners yet about Alpha? Yeah.
1: Just about the fact that it's not Catholic. So I, uh, so I've gotten a few of those things and, yeah. and, and there, I, you know, the thing is that people have to realize like, I am super sensitive to that. So I will, if I see something, I'll point it out when I, yeah. when I feel like could be done better. Yeah.
0: But, uh, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. You know? So I, I, I'm just crafting another one for today, but um, the, the big thing that I remind people is it's called alpha, not alpha and omega. It's just right. an introduction to the person right. of Christ. Right. And if you have read those charismatic sermons and acts of the apostles, They don't mention the sacraments. They don't mention Mary. They don't mention the Pope. They do mention baptism, I should say that, as the end of this evangelization process. In fact, St. Paul preached Christ and the resurrection so intensely in Athens that they literally thought he was proposing two different gods, one called Christos, the other one called Hanastasis, right, for resurrection. They had no clue that he was talking. That's how furiously and how focused he was in his preaching what we would call the basic kerygma or proclamation. And so we did Alpha last semester. I'm actually running it tonight. Okay. Uh, our second, second session starts tonight. Um, but, yeah, you have a meal, you have open discussion, and you have this video, and it just enables people to the, – the videos are great because they weave personal – You know, they have different people, so it's not just you're watching a talking head. The guy from Survivor Man's on it. Yeah. Bear Grills. Yeah, Bear Grills. Who's Catholic? He's a Roman Catholic. Oh, he, oh,
1: wow. Yeah. He
0: converted to Catholicism through the Alpha program. So it's awesome. Yeah. So the fact there is no better charismatic program out there than Alpha. And if there's a Catholic one, I'd switch to it. Um, I'm I'm abandoning the very last session. I just I just don't think I can do it. I think they get the church all wrong. So oh good good um, to know. Yeah yeah. So that's my kind of critical component to it. But just remember, like we all want to talk about the Eucharist, Mary the Pope, like all this stuff. What is the heart of the church sacramentality? But first, we need to propose who Jesus is. And the great thing about Alpha is it weaves apologetics right into the process. It does. So it he, did it's so yeah. good. So he'll talk about like there is no other historical character right in the history of the world that we know more about than Jesus in the ancient world. Like we know more about Jesus than we do Julius Caesar and it only deepens. So he prepares you for like either Jesus is God or he's dismissible. Right. You can't have him. Well, he's moderately important. You can't do that with Jesus. So anyway, that's, that's alpha. Now going right from alpha, I want to talk about divine renovation. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Have, have you heard of divine yeah, renovation? Yeah,
1: I've, I've heard of it. I, I mean, I, and I've read the book and I respect father Mallon. I'm, I'm interested in it, you know, I'm, I'm excited about it.
0: Yeah, the thing that appealed to me the most about Divine Renovation, the book, was that it was thoroughly grounded, not just in leadership principles, because I do think the crisis of the church is real; it's truly a crisis of leadership at every level, where you're talking about at the parish, um, by pastors, by bishops, or whatever, that there is a crisis of leadership, and they put such an emphasis on— forming leaders and especially and there's an element of extreme humility there because you specifically want to form your leadership team around the weaknesses of the pastor yeah so if the pastor you know struggles with confrontation you bring in people who don't struggle with that okay. and they help balance the pastor out because no wow. one man can wow, do that's all these well things.
1: thought out right
0: right right and then you look at it from the perspective of Theology. And I think they they did a really excellent job on talking about it. if you just read from the book, um, Father Mallon nails Pelagianism and Jansenism, right. which are two heresies in the history of the Catholic Church. I think most Catholics are Pelagian heretics. Right. If you sit down with them, why do people go to heaven? Oh, they're good people. Right. Well, what about Jesus? He right. was a good person. Right. And you're like, oh my God, you have no idea what the gospel right. is. And 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 the reason why is sermon after sermon that you hear is essentially Here's the gospel that we heard today, paraphrase and water down, now be a nice person. And that's it. It's not a call to conversion, to follow him, right? Repentance. It's just this, let's do nice things for each other. And there's a total bankruptcy within that, within that presentation.
1: Yeah, right. Totally. Last, last quick take, no commentary needed, but I'm reading on Facebook that the Seek conference from Focus, Fellowship of Catholic University, had 18,000 attendees i was there is that i true? think i shook
0: every hand Eight, i think i shook every hand Eighteen thousand university students on fire for the love of god that is awesome i was just gonna say i was there at seek seek is a conference run by focus fellowship of catholic university students it is big it is powerful it is charismatic and um catechetical all all in the same scott hahn sister miriam james a whole bunch of people speak at it every year it's really awesome yeah eighteen thousand. amazing amazing yeah oh.
1: indianapolis watch out let's give some practical takeaways gomer you ready? Awesome. I would love to do this. All right, number 1, I want you to just do a little a little search, a little uh seek and find here. Take a open up your computer, see what churches are doing things well with evangelization. What churches are have the reputation for being alive and vibrant and evangelizing? And uh, or maybe not even churches, but a movement in your area. Does your diocese have St. Paul Street Evangelization? Do they have uh, different, you know, movements of a focus? Do they have all these different kinds of things? Do they have maybe an alpha? Do they have discovering Christ? Yeah. I want you to kind of start to look at the evangelizing community. In your diocese because it takes a community. We want to build communities of evangelists around and start to connect with these people. So it could be something as simple as attending one of their events or saying to the people at St. Paul Street Evangelization, could I come just watch you guys? I want to learn from you. Uh, Most of them are are experts on on quick evangelization like that. So uh, that would be a great thing. Gomer, number
0: two, yeah, number two. Uh, you know, we got some book nerds out there, so this one's for the book nerds. Um, there is a book called "Culture Making: Recovering Our Creative Calling" by Andy Crouch. It's a Christian book that focuses on the idea of culture, understanding culture, and the role of Christians in developing culture. And I think this is very important because as we go forward, I think one of the great issues with modern evangelization is Christians and their creativity has been sidelined and sub-genre like we don't make music we make christian music we don't oh. do art we make christian art and i think that the abandonment of christians in the wider area so that make it they can make explicitly biblical themed art or whatever um i think that's actually hurting our place in the world so for the artist who feels called to evangelization the goal is to make great art not just to put John 3.16 on everything. So Culture Making by Andy Crouch, I think, does an excellent job. Um, he's, a, I believe, an evangelical, but does an excellent job kind of balancing the biblical demands of creativity for everyone with, you know, the, how it represents and informs the culture around us. Awesome.
1: Okay, number three, we want to continue every week to engage in intercessory prayer. All and the And this week, this week, we want you to pray for a specific priest, okay? I uh, love this. Yeah, so Bishop Sam Jacobs used to tell this story. I love this story. He said that uh, a priest moved into a parish, and he was supposedly a terrible priest. Preacher And the parishioners who were really on fire and love this parish and were evangelizing would come to, to, to Bishop and say, oh, he's just so bad. You've got to do something about it. He's just a terrible preacher. And Bishop Sam said, you know, priests are your responsibility. What you should do is you should sit in different parts of the church. You should only go to the mass that he's at and you should pray for him. You should pray for him. And he said that uh, about after a year or so, he became like the best preacher in the diocese. He was known as like the best preacher. So uh, this is what we want to do is pick a particular priest in, in, that you know of and pray for them this week intentionally. Uh, and maybe even during their homily, if, if you know that you know, they, could, they could use a little fire or something like that, pray for them intentionally that they might be able to communicate the gospel well.
0: Yeah, and mine is uh, I want you to fire up my favorite pastime, which is watching YouTube videos. So fire up YouTube uh, and type in a bishop and a rabbi discuss religion. Um, It is from a secular classical liberal named Dave Rubin. He has a show called The Rubin Report, and he had Bishop Robert Barron on for a second time and a rabbi on from L.A., Um, and they discussed religion, the Enlightenment, and finding meaning, and the first half they just agreed on everything. And then Dave's like, "Oh man, I don't want to have you want to disagree." So he begins asking, you know, questions that, you know, why is it? What what do you disagree on? And, um, and Bishop Robert Barron, I think, did an excellent job with the Jewish question. So this refers earlier to our cool. I think he did an excellent job. You know, what does he say? He said the the big question is Jesus. Like that's that's really the only issue. is Jesus, right? Um, and i think he did an excellent job i think he did a better job on this than he did the ben shapiro show which ben shapiro is all about like fighting and arguing with people and the bishop was more agreeable there but on this one i think he he takes a very specific and approachable pattern with jewish evangelization and just witnessing the gospel to these two men
1: yeah right all right number five is your last one for the week uh so you got off easy this week i'd say a little bit right? yeah okay yeah I want you to start an evangelization journal. Okay. An evangelization journal. Here's what this is. Uh, you're just going to get a notebook or something that you dedicated for growing as an evangelist. Okay. And you're going to put in notes like I'm praying for so-and-so I really praying for this and specifically, uh, different mistakes that you might've made in evangelization, uh, different things that you want to try with evangelization. Even if you're maybe asked to give like a talk or something like that, you're going to write in there what, what you did and what you talked about. Uh, uh, if you're asked to share it a CCD class or something, anything that uh, to do with evangelization to start growing in it, and you're going to write in obviously the practical tips that we give you every week. Okay, you're going to use that, and you're going to you know at the end of the week say, how did it go? You know, was I able to do this? What do I need to add it to next week? What 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 happened? What what change? So that you start to really grow as an evangelist. I think that I've become an effective evangelist because I've made every mistake you possibly can, and I wrote it all down from the time I was 15 I still have these crazy old notebooks of things that I was doing and the things that mistakes I made and the things I was praying for so an evangelization
0: journal man it's almost like you should publish those (sighs) one day one day yeah (laughs) exactly it's not the new evangelization unless you're making money off the new evangelization all right ladies and gentlemen this has been yet another wonderful episode of every knee shall bow we want to invite you to rate and review us on itunes or the google play store let's not forget our android brothers and sisters um if you're out there and you like what you're hearing please drop us a note at every knee shall bow at ascensionpress.com god bless